Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about your daily prayer life. You know, one of the things that changed my life is the Lord uh, put it on my heart as a discipline many years ago to take time every day to pray. And this wasn't something that someone instructed me. I mean, we know that we're supposed to pray, but the Lord put it in my spirit to pray 30 minutes a day and to take that time to only pray. Um, and when I did, it was it was a challenge at first. I've talked about it here on the podcast. It was a challenge because, you know, distractions come. When you realize how, how distracted we actually are with cell phones, with everything, and then you start taking time to focus on the things of God, like everything comes back to you. So I remember the first day coming down into the office here where we re- record the podcast, and uh, this was before I was married, and closing the door and getting ready to, okay, I'm going to pray in tongues for 30 minutes. And then five minutes in, I'm like dusk, dusting the shelves, cleaning things up. And I was like, okay, no, 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 no dusting. It's not time to pray and dust. It's time to pray. And uh, and then praying again. And then five minutes later, everything r- rushing back to my mind that I was supposed to do. I think I've still got a library book that I have to return. Didn't, wasn't I supposed to get that person a birthday gift? I need to call this person. Everything coming back. So I learned pretty quickly to have a pen and paper ready that I could write down. But, but as I began to pray... I saw the I saw the value of having kind of a guide, some prayer points that I could go into it uh, looking for. But then I learned even beyond that to to start praying in tongues because some of the prayer points I didn't even know I needed to pray would come out of my spirit uh, as I prayed in the Holy Ghost. They'd come out in English. I would start praying in tongues and get going, and I'd get over into the Holy Ghost, and then these 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 prayer requests would come out by the Spirit of God that I didn't even know I needed to pray. So sometimes I learned what lines I need to be praying along as I prayed in tongues. And so if you're going to pray, praying in the Holy Ghost gets you over into the Holy Ghost. I believe in prayer points, but but prayer time, there's freedom in that. And that's where God's got to be able to lead you and speak through you and you pray the perfect will of the Father. So I want to read the scripture here to you. And then we're going to get into a couple things on things you can pray on a daily basis that'll help you. Because a lot of people, when you, when they start, I mean, it's like, well, what do I pray? There's so much in the Bible. What do I pray? So they just end up, uh, and there's good things. I mean, naturally what'll happen is you'll start thanking the Lord for what he's done for you. But, um, it's it's good to to take to take time and have things that you're going to pray on a daily basis. So, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 14 it says, "For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful." What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I'll also sing with the understanding. I found myself without really noticing this verse realizing that this was the pattern that happened as I prayed in the Holy Ghost. I would start and I'd uh, close the office door and I would start praying and I would start uh, really thanking the Lord for his goodness, just blessing him, praising him. And then I would get into tongues and I would start praying in tongues. And then I would find that out of the tongues would come those uh, would come prayers from my spirit man coming out of my spirit. And then out of that, I would go back into tongues, but I would sing in tongues and then I would sing in, sing in English and worship songs would come. And as this, not that that's the, the pattern that you have to go by, but I found that I, when I read the scripture afterwards, I was like, well, I do that already. That's been the pattern. It's pray in t- English, pray in the Holy Ghost, sing in English, sing in the Holy Ghost. And there's this, there's this flow that comes when you pray. But your mind is unfruitful. So when you start praying in tongues, it can be easy to get distracted because if you don't attach your mind to something, your mind will just wander. You know, you can pray in the Holy Ghost and uh, and watch football at the same time. And, you know, the good thing is you don't only have to have a 30-minute prayer time or, uh, you know, a set prayer time in the morning. The thing that's awesome about praying in tongues is you can pray as you go. You know, you can be mowing the yard and 
pray in tongues. You can take out the trash and pray in tongues. You can listen to music and pray in tongues. You can uh, uh, listen to preaching and pray in tongues, I guess. And there's, and there's things that you can do. It doesn't. You could be working a manual labor job and pray literally all day. Um, but your mind is unfruitful. So when you are going to take time and pray and have focused prayer time, it's important to have something to rest your mind on. And you can stop and think about Jesus and just imagine him and picture him. But I, a lot of, for me, the thing that I find to be the best is I'll take the word and I'll start as I pray in English I'm, and those prayer points come out. Then when I pray in tongues, there's something that my mind is meditating on. So I want to read a couple things to you, things that I've, uh, obviously there's many things you could pray every day, but I just want to give you a few that I, that have, that have helped me and that I believe are great prayer points that will really start to change your life as you pray them. What you pray happens. That's what the Bible says. Our Father, we pray this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're praying these things to get them to happen on the earth. We know that God's will doesn't happen automatically. Well, I want more revelation in the word. Well, when is the last time you prayed fervently about more revelation in the word? So that's going to be number one. Actually, um, yeah, let's go with that with number one. Lord, revelation in the word. So Ephesians chapter 1. And verse, uh, there's there's a couple of Ephesians prayers, but the first one, uh, Ephesians 1 and verse 17, it says that God would grant you, um, for, for I always pray to God, to the God of the, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he would grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. The King James says, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And then he goes on to, to ask for three more things that you would come to know, that you would know the hope of his calling, the riches of your inheritance and the, and the exceeding greatness of his power. But it all comes back to a spirit of wisdom and revelation. So my first prayer point for you and my first prayer point, one of my first prayer points that I pray is, Father, give me revelation in your word today. Lord, let the word come alive in my spirit. Give me revelation in your word today. Everything with God answers to revelation. Why is it that some people lay hands on people and they get healed and it seems easy and other people lay hands on people and nothing happens? Well, it's, it's all revelation. It's an understanding that Jesus said, go heal the sick. He didn't say, hey, if you can do something about it. He actually gave an instruction. I refuse to stand before Jesus one day and, and, and him say, hey, I told you to heal the sick and raise the dead. Why didn't you? Uh, Lord, I didn't know I had the anointing. No, no, I told you. I gave you the Holy Ghost. I said, freely you have received, freely give. Go do it. Why didn't you do it? And, and so it comes down to revelation. So, Lord, let your word come alive in my spirit. Father, give me revelation in your word today. Lord, let the word come alive in my spirit today. Lord, let the difficult things about, uh, about my life and my walk, let them become easy through revelation of the word. Revelation answers to everything. Well, I'm not having a breakthrough in my finances. Well, then revelation and acting on the word. You know, when it comes alive in you, it'll produce. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, how the word of God, which effectually works in those who believe, it works in the believer. So when, when it comes alive to you and, oh, you know, I remember the one time I was sitting in camp meeting, this was back, I think, 2019. And uh, the Lord gave me revelation that because, you know, when you're called to preach, I've known since I was just before I was eight years old that I was called to preach. So my whole life I'm thinking, well, I'm going to preach. And then you start thinking, man, I hope I do a good job. And all the way through Bible school, man, I hope I do a good job. And then when you're not getting opportunities, it's almost like the verdict is out. Am I going to be any good at this at all? And then and then you think, well, when I travel, hopefully something happens. The Lord gave me this revelation just sitting there in the service that I carry revival with me. That, that I'm not 
going somewhere and praying so that God would come and do something. It's not that I'm here and the people are here and we're waiting for God to show up. It's that I'm carrying the power of the Holy Ghost and the fire of God. I'm carrying revival. And it's about getting people to jump in the river with me. Uh, I'm not wondering if God's going to do something. God has done something to me so so we can see a move of God. And that revelation hit and, it, and it, like the light bulb turned on. And any stress and any worry about God moving when I minister left because I carry the move of God in me. When I show up, the move of God has showed up. And that may sound arrogant, but that's that's Jesus carried the power of the Holy Ghost with him. So it isn't, is God going to do something? No, he did something by putting, it's interesting in Acts 4, when they came together after they had been persecuted and they prayed and they said, Lord, behold, their threatenings, give us boldness and uh, that we would preach boldly preach your word and that miracles and signs and wonders would be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. And it says, and this is what happened. This was the result of that prayer. How does God answer that prayer for more miracles and signs and wonders? It says in the place was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. How does God give more signs and wonders and miracles? By filling people with the Holy Ghost. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. So that so I am the signs and I am carrying signs and wonders to my generation. Amen. And don't get me started on that. All right. Prayer point number two, Lord, strengthen me in my spirit. Such a great prayer to pray. You're called to be strong in your spirit. Ephesians 3.16 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. The Amplified says that he may grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. Father, strengthen me today in my spirit man. You know, when your spirit man is strong, your flesh is weak. When your spirit man is strong, you overcome temptation. When someone yields to temptation to sin, it means your spirit man's been weak already for a while. You aren't full of the fire of God, full of strength, and then yielding to sin. No, strong in the spirit means you get to resist temptation. So if you find yourself falling into temptation, it isn't that you just made a mistake when you or you sinned right at that moment. It's that you let your spirit man get down and 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 get weak and you didn't stir your spirit man up there's something and that's why praying in the holy ghost is so vital and meditating on the word because it keeps your spirit man strong your word have i hidden in my heart that i may not sin against you father strengthen me by your by your spirit in my inner man let my let the, my spirit be the strongest part of me let not my intellect be the strongest part of me don't let, lord let not my flesh be the strongest part of me but let my spirit man rise up and be the strongest part of me in jesus name number 1 God, give me revelation in your word. Number two, Lord, strengthen me in my spirit. Number three, Lord, I ask for more grace. These all kind of tie together, but grace strengthens us. If you notice at the beginning of the apostles' letters, grace and peace be to you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. The Bible says our our spirits are strengthened by grace. Paul said, uh, I I labored more, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9 and 10, he said, I labored more abundantly than all the other apostles, but it wasn't me. It was the grace of God within me. He said, I am what I am by, by the grace of God. By God's grace, I am what I am. So, so when we look and we say, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need more grace. Lord, I'm lacking in this area. Lord, I need more grace. Would you grace me to get the job done? Would you grace me to move forward in you? Would you grace me to see more things done? There's actually a scripture that you'd grace me to uh, get more done. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 10. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. That was with me. And then you can be graced to abound. 
2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you would always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Lord, grace me to be abound. Lord, grace me to serve you acceptably. There's so many scriptures, if you look at, there's even, I, was, I found a scripture in Ephesians 3, 8, and 9 about being graced to preach so that all men can see. That's one of my new prayer points. Lord, grace me. Give me the preaching grace so that when I preach, the word comes alive to people and that all people see the truth. That's one of my new prayer points. Lord, grace me. Give me the preaching grace so that when I preach, people's spiritual eyes are opened in Jesus' name. All right, let's move on. Number four. And then number four, the, f- the final one I'm going to give you today is let my life be fully pleasing to you. Colossians chapter one and verse nine And it says, For this cause also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So what is he praying for? He wants you to know his will. He wants you to know his will so that that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Knowing God's will will cause you to be fully pleasing to God. You'll become fruitful in your life. And and you'll increase in knowing God. And so that's my final prayer point for you today. Things to pray over your life every day. Let my life be fully pleasing to you. Father, let my life be fully pleasing to you. And this, this may be the most important out of all of them. Lord, let my life be fully pleasing to you. Father, I want my life, I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. I want my life to bear fruit for you. Lord, I want my life to be fully pleasing to you. Equip me with what I need to do your will. Lord, let my life please you. Let everything that I do please you. Lord, let my not a day go by where, where I st- let, let, don't let me step out of your will today. Lord, don't let me miss it. Let my life please you. Father, may my life glorify you. May my life as a husband glorify you. May my life as a father glorify you, as a minister, as a servant of the gospel glorify you. Let my life, my life as your child glorify you. Lord, let me glorify you. And then I'm going to add this one as a bonus. Number five, Father, give me a fresh passion for the lost. You know, for us, the key to Christianity and, and being a success in the kingdom of God lies in Matthew 6, 33. And it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So what does that mean? It means to seek first, let's take righteousness. To righteousness is to be in right standing. So seek above everything to be in right standing with God. You'd, you'd be better off being out of right standing with other people and in right standing with God than the other way around. Lord, I want my life to please you. That's what the fear of God is versus the fear of man. I'd rather be right with God and wrong with everybody else. I'd rather be right with God and wrong with the law than than right with the law and wrong with God. And then seek first his kingdom. Well, God's kingdom is is building his kingdom, his souls. God's most important agenda on the earth today is souls. So Lord, give me a greater passion for the lost. Lord, bring people in my path today to lead to you. Father, give me a passion, a greater passion for the lost in Jesus' mighty name. You know, if, the, if that last prayer, number five, if that makes you nervous, then you need to ask for even more. Father, this spirit of fear towards winning people to you, take it, r- remove it from me and give me a greater passion for the lost and love for, and love for the the things of God. That's what we got for you today. We love you. God bless you. You're going to do everything God's called you to do. You, God didn't bring you here and, and, and put you under the word for you to fail. I'm telling you, take this time and press into the things of God. There's not a lot of time left. Press in and make the last few months of this year the best months that you've ever had in Jesus' name. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you next time.